Hello everyone, this is Art Gelwicks, and I'd like to welcome you to this episode of Being Productive. Now each episode we explore concepts, techniques, and tools that will help you work less and accomplish more. Now since we're trying to be efficient as well as effective, let's go ahead and get started. This episode, I want to take a little time to talk about something that if you followed this podcast for any length of time, you know, uh, I talk about fairly frequently, which is the application Microsoft OneNote. And usually I do it with rose-colored glasses on, discussing all the wonderful possibilities of the application and how you can put it to use. And I don't want to diminish any of that by any stretch, but I do want to recognize that I consider OneNote to be at a bit of a crossroads when it comes to its future and its place within the world of productivity. And there's three main areas that I feel like I need to dig into. One is fragmentation. Now, if you've used OneNote for any period of time, and OneNote's been around for years and years, if you've used OneNote, you recognize it's different depending where you use it. If you use it on Windows desktop, if you use it on the web, you use it on iOS tablet, iOS phone, Android tablet or Android phone, you're going to get a different user experience depending on where you are. Now, I recognize that a lot of that is compelled by the limitations of the various platforms. Completely on board with that. However, OneNote suffers from having core functions that do not carry over from platform to platform. Not just that it looks different because it happens to be on a skinny screen on your phone, but there are basic things that you can and cannot do depending on the platform you're on. That's a problem. One of my favorite ones to call out, and I'm going to call it out again, is this idea of tagging. On Windows desktop, you can create tags. You can assign icons to them. You can assign styling to them. It's actually kind of nice. You can create summary pages of the tags. You can work with them as if they're actionable items, such as the to-do tag. That's all great. None of that carries over to the mobile platforms. It just doesn't. And when you look at it on the web, it's severely hamstrung. So this inability to look at OneNote as a cohesive platform, regardless of the tool, that, regardless of the hardware, this failure to look at the functionality as a cohesive platform, I think severely limits its adoption and its usage. Because if you choose it on one tool, let's say, for example, you start using OneNote on your iPad, which honestly is one of the biggest places that people use OneNote. That functionality is very different than what you get on Windows Desktop. So if you're using it work and you're using it on Windows Desktop and you're using it personally on your iPad, you've got two different OneNotes there. That should not be the case. That should never be the case because what that does is not only creates user confusion, but it also creates brand confusion because what is actually OneNote? So they have to fix this fragmentation. Now, I recognize they will never be able to get them to all work the exact same. 
It's not going to happen. I'm totally fine with that. There are limitations. However, you have to fix the basic features that people need to use across the board to integrate and organize their information in effective ways. If you can't provide that across all the different fun or platforms, then you might as well not provide it at all because it doesn't help anything. The second item is competition. Microsoft OneNote has been around for decades. I can honestly say that it's been around for decades. And this challenge of having legacy applications that have continued to evolve over decades is something that Microsoft has dealt with for years. Again, for decades, they're used to this with their applications. However, because of how rapidly we're seeing applications come out through web-based platforms, and for example, Notion, which is one of the things I'll mention quite a bit, is a purely web-based solution, it is easy for them, being Notion, to emulate functions that are in OneNote and leapfrog to newer functions very quickly because they don't have to worry about what's the legacy implement implementation requirements for this feature on, let's say, a Windows desktop-based application. It just doesn't come into play. They can deploy a web-based application. They can deploy web-based modifications on a very rapid deployment schedule. Updates at the application level on a desktop take longer. There's more checking and there's more double checking that has to come into play. So how does OneNote stay relevant within this world of competition? Well, this is what they have to figure out. OneNote's free. OneNote.com, you can go, you can sign up, you can create your OneNote account. Uh, people use it on any number of different devices. There's a lot of base structure that you can use and take advantage of. And I would say of the core 70 to 80% of functionality that from a note-taking application, regardless of where you're using it, OneNote provides that the same way everybody else does. So for that base level, that price of admission, they play with everybody else. It's when you get beyond that, that OneNote gets outrun really quickly. And one of my favorite examples of this is the ability to have, say, a data table in a page in OneNote. You can't do it. You can create a table, an anemic version of a table, honestly, uh, but you can create a table, but that's about it. When you look at other applications, such as a Notion and being able to embed a full data table in there with formulas and columns and and data interactions and filters and grouping, that's powerful. That means that that tool has gone from going, taking notes to actually organizing information. OneNote could do that. They absolutely could. And they gave it a shot by giving you the ability to embed an Excel workbook. But boy, that was way more of a bunt than it was a swing for the bleachers. It is just a horrible implementation of something that could be incredibly useful. So are we going to see that change? We're we going to see that improve with OneNote. I think we will. I think we will see with the integrations 
of fluid framework capabilities and specifically Microsoft Loop, which is the competitor to Notion uh, coming out soon. Those types of things are going to give OneNote the opportunity to provide functionality that is too difficult to provide right now as it stands. So to be able to truly embed the full capabilities of an Excel worksheet into a OneNote page, that leapfrogs what Notion can provide. In, in many cases, we can have, that's a whole nother episode to have that debate. But beyond that though, that means that that capability can be provided there. If they are going to remain competitive, if OneNote is going to be more than just one more application that's in the little nine dot menu in, in Microsoft 365, if it's going to be one more than just another option in Microsoft Teams or in SharePoint, it has got to keep up with the competition. It has got to, in some cases, keep up and exceed what the competition is providing. Because right now, and has been for years, and unless they do this, it will continue to be, OneNote will be an also-ran. It's just one of those things that's out there. It happens to be there. It happens to be somewhat popular, and it's popular by default because everybody gets it. The final thing I want to talk about is AI. There's been a lot of chatter about AI over the past couple of months. We've seen uh, chat GPT come out and conversational AI. All of a sudden, this is changing the game. This has got the normal hype cycle that we always see. Microsoft, however, though, a couple of days ago, matter of fact, I think it was actually yesterday now that I'm recording this, announced the integration of open AI and AI capabilities into Bing. They're expanding the functionality in their Edge browser. This is where I think the biggest immediate potential win for OneNote could be. If integration of AI capabilities into OneNote is not on their top five list, much less their top three, I think this is a that would be a major oversight and truly swing and a miss by the OneNote team. They've got to figure out how to get this AI capability integrated into OneNote. And why do I say this is so important? Because OneNote is a great repository for freeform information, capturing pages of notes, capturing meeting information, capturing freeform documentation. AI and machine learning can take that and turn it into something usable. I would love to see a simple function utilizing AI that takes a notebook full of notes and through one click allows it to go through and create a summary page of all the other pages in a notebook that are dealing with a particular topic and maintain that dynamically. So that you just have to hit refresh and you have a new summary of that. Every time that something's talked about, everything referring to, let's say, a particular client or a particular piece of technology or a particular keyword or individual, doesn't matter. That ability to summarize, to generate action items, and we know they can do it. Microsoft's already released announcements of they're going to provide this functionality, functionality in Teams Premium to be able to provide summaries and action items. Well, guys, if you can put it in Teams where you're pulling audio, turning it into text, 
and then processing it, why not just process the text? You've got the information there in OneNote. Get it in there, get it processed, get it acted upon, and get the results back. Leverage the information source that you have. It's a win for you because you have access to all of this information to help educate your AI systems. And it's a win for the users because now they can get functionality, which honestly deals with one of the biggest limitations of OneNote, which is the mass accumulation of information. If you're a heavy OneNote user like I am, you have notebooks on top of notebooks on top of notebooks. You've got thousands of pages of information. And I have to play the artificial intelligent engine to go through and turn that into something usable. If you can provide machine learning and AI to help me manipulate that information, yeah, I'm going to use your application all day long and twice on Sunday. So integration of AI into the platform, like I said, should be one of the top three things that Microsoft is thinking about doing with the platform over the next 12 months. I'll put that stake in the ground. It should be that soon. It should be that quick. And if it isn't, I think it's a major miss on their part. So what's the future? Where is OneNote going to go? What should we do with it? If I'm a heavy OneNote user, should I keep using it? Uh, if I'm thinking about using OneNote, should I even go down that path? The answer to both of those questions in my evaluation is yes, absolutely. As I said, it's free. There is no cost to admission. So what's the harm of giving it a try? Two, if you are using Microsoft 365, it's a powerful integrated component into Microsoft 365, not only just as a tool itself, but it's integrated into Teams, it's integrated into SharePoint. That functionality is there. It's really a useful piece of the equation. Three, if you use Microsoft Edge, <laughs> I know there's a lot of people out there going, why would I use Edge? Um, honestly, if you haven't looked at Edge lately, I say go give it a look. It's the primary browser I use. I use it more often than I use Chrome. Why? Because now that it runs on the on the Chromium engine, or uh, I want to say, yeah, Chromium, I think is the underpinnings. But anyway, now that it emulates and works like Chrome, but it has all of the embedded capabilities and functionality that you're expecting from Edge and from integration with Microsoft applications, the fact that it has built-in OneNote note-taking capability in the browser should be that much more compelling. And if you're using digital ink, if you're using an iPad with an Apple Pencil, if you're using an Android tablet with a USI or a Samsung tablet with an S Pen, it's a perfect reason to use the tool because it does handwriting, does handwriting recognition. There's that logical next step connection. So should you try it? Should you use it? Absolutely. Does Microsoft need to finally take OneNote seriously? Yes. Yes, they do. But what I want to know is what you think. I mean, you've heard me stand on my soapbox for the past 15 minutes. I want to know what you think in the comments. I want to know what you think on social media. One of the best places, come over on Facebook. We have the OneNote for Professionals community. Come over, join, and tell me what you think. Let me know on LinkedIn. Do you think OneNote is a good tool, is a dead tool, or is a tool that has a grand future, or maybe no future at all? Let me know.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Being Productive and found it useful. Remember to like, subscribe, and share with others if you did. To explore this topic further or to start taking your own productivity to new heights, visit gelwickstech.com today to schedule your free initial consultation to discuss your needs. I'm your host, Art Gelwix, and thanks again for listening to Being Productive. Building your own productivity platform can be confusing, complicated, and time-consuming. What works with what? That's where the cross-platform podcast comes in. See, every week, Augusto Pinald and I delve into common productivity issues from the perspective of our own systems to explain how you can be productive no matter what tools you use. Catch us where you listen to your favorite podcasts or go over to crossplatformpodcast.com to find the show. Thank you.